Welcome to Midnight Resistance, the only show described by A. Pedley as a roller coaster of enjoyment which often goes off the rail, leading to a fun time accident. And welcome to episode. Is it episode eleven, Andy? It is episode eleven. The next ten, we're in the we're past the decade mark. Yeah, uh, episode eleven of Midnight Resistance Internet Radio non-GMA nominated podcast. <laughs> uh, I'm Sean Bell, and unfortunately, I'm joined by Andy Hamilton again. Hello. And we've also got a very special guest this week. It's Fat Rab off the telly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Now, there's two problems with me saying that. One. You're not fat anymore, are you? You've lost a lot of weight recently. Yeah, well, I've lost a lot of weight, but you know that was a character I played on that show anyway. That's the way I always looked at it. <laughs> that was how I managed to square away the fact I was overweight. I would go, well, I'm just, I'm just fat for a role. You right. know what I mean? It's Fair just, it's like Christian Bale. Playing a role. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Although other... it was, a fa- it was far more enjoyable getting into that shape, though, for Consylvania than I think it was for Christian Bale getting ready for the mechanic. You know what I mean? Probably. It was a lot of curries and stuff and good times. <laughs> Great memories. Uh, the other problem is, are we... Being English, are we allowed to call you Rab, or is that is that weird? I never know what the rules are. Or you no, I mean, I, a lot of my friends call me Rab, right. um, and so yeah, no, I don't think it's I don't think it's like a Scottish thing, Rab. Maybe yeah. it is. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm really not sure. You can call me whatever you like, as long as you're not. You offended. can invent. You can invent a new name. Okay, if you want for me, I probably will end up offending you if I do that. So I'll stick with Rab. Um, Robot <laughs> Florence. Yep. Yeah, that's um, good. Right. What have we been playing this week? I never know if it's rude to start with the guest or to not start with the guest. It's entirely up to you. Andy, do you want to go first or do you want to let Rab do it? Let Rab do it. All right. He's a guest. What have I been playing this week? Yeah. I've been playing Tribes on the PC, which I pretty much play. I play every day, pretty much. It's pretty Um, amazing, isn't it? It's unbelievable. It's my favourite game of the year, without a doubt. And um, I try and check in. I try and check in every day because they've got this this lovely thing where you get experience points for your first win of the day. That's they right. do that, you know. I mean, they do that every day. So, um, but there's nothing more frustrating when you when you log in and you're just on a shitty team, a really mm. shitty team. And maybe you let you go in late at night because you want to get right before I go to bed. I want to get my first one of the day, get that experience, and you're just in a really shitty team. You know what I mean? And everybody tries to be really polite in tribes as well, so you can't really get angry at your team or kind of say, like, you know, you can you can try and suggest to people, going to defend the generator, please defend the generator room, please. <laughs> but everybody's really polite. It's a really weird thing, tribes. I love it. I love how um, when people start all their talk about noob shit and all that kind of trash talk that you get in other games, people get really offended in tribes. Mm. As if they're like, wait a minute, this is a mature game. We don't we don't do that Call of Duty stuff here. Don't say don't say noob here. Don't do that. So everybody tries to be really kind of polite and nice. When and also, like when angry. I when I started playing it, I was expecting to be shit, but I wasn't. It's not really there's not that barrier to enjoying it that you find with a lot of PC like online stuff. Yeah, like, I would agree with that. Yep. Like a lot of people talk about in this case different game, but like League of Legends or whatever. Even people who really like it are like, yeah, it's it's pretty much horrible for like twenty hours until you start getting your head around it. <laughs> and I figured Tribes was going to be a similar sort of thing. Because especially with it being as fast as it is and being yeah. quite twitchy and like you know like I tried to play Quake Live and that was just humiliating. 
Uh, yeah, see, yeah, I, I clinic... like Quake Live, and it, yeah. I find it mo- most of the time a humiliating experience, a humbling experience. <laughs> um, yeah, I played I played Unreal Tournament. I downloaded Unreal Tournament recently in the mm-hmm. Steam sale when that because I loved Unreal Tournament back in the day, and you know there's still people playing that regularly, obviously. And when I went on to play it, I get you know I absolutely hammered. Um, be a couple of guys, and they were apologising to me, and that was that was the kind of the, the, the worst thing. I was just seeing, just popping up in text up in the top left, just like sorry, really sorry, really sorry, and stuff like that. They were just getting hammered, but it's almost like these guys were so good at it that they couldn't even they couldn't even dial it back. They couldn't dial their ability back. It was just like it was as automatic as breathing for them, killing me. You know what I mean? And so they were constantly apologising, and it's true. And tribes, I think you can you can start and you can have a lot of fun just kind of repairing a generator. You know what I mean? There's a lot of fun in just kind of staying in the generator room and helping to repair. You always feel like, even even if you're kind of new to the game, you always feel as if you're, you're doing something, you know what I mean? Which I think is a great... You know, it's a weird thing because it is probably one of the most difficult first-person shooters to play in terms of, like, actually trying to shoot people. I think, yeah. it's, I think it's one of the hardest. But I still think it doesn't... You know, it's not got a massive barrier to entry, really. You know what I mean? It's not an unfriendly game. Yeah, because you can play it. There are loads of ways to play it, really, passively. Yeah. It reminds me of... Uh battlefield in that sense and then it's like like you say like repairing generators and like the turrets and stuff is not only do you get points for doing the repair but if you then like you earn credits and if you then spend them on upgrading the turrets you then get points yeah. whenever the turrets hit things because it's like well, well done for yeah. investing your credits in it i had a weird like first experience of tribes um obviously sean was banging on at me and i saw you tweeting about it. i think i went through one of your referral links actually so thank <laughs> me later but um <laughs> Uh, I, when I first started playing it, I didn't have a proper PC table set up due to moving house, um, so right. I couldn't. I, anything that involved keyboard and mouse play was just awkward. I had to have the mouse on the floor, on, and you know it was horrible playing anything for a prolonged length of time. So I had to play almost everything through a control pad. So after spending hours trying to find a way of binding tribes properly to a 360 pad, which you can kind of <laughs> do, I, I, I quickly found out that tribes is borderline unplayable with a control pad you need a keyboard and mouse but um i actually managed to hold my own quite a lot playing as the juggernaut class kind of stick yeah um strafing around the outside of bases using the um ski technique and just launching mortars into the base and yeah, yeah. Ju- sort of judging my distance with the control pad and that was when i kind of realized that there's definitely a lot going on with this game the fact that i'm playing it with a tool that i should not be using to play the game with N- not to get the best um the best possible, uh, well, scores or anything like that from the game. But, um, yeah, skiing around the outside and blasting mortars in was enough to get me kind, enough to get enough points to make it worthwhile. So, yeah. na- na- now I'm obviously looking to get a PC table and play it properly. <laughs> You know, I mean, the Juggernaut's an amazing class because it's it's actually a class you can do quite well just standing still. I well, yeah, I didn't even that, know that, if you would need a controller at all. You know what I mean? You can kind of stand <laughs> still and just get in the way of people and and kind of fire mortars and stuff like that. It's it's a kind of really weird when you compare that to like the Pathfinder class where you're you're kind of flying all over the map at an incredible yeah. speed. It's mm. it's great. I I think that's a great thing like for for new players when they come into it and they can go a Pathfinder and they go at this incredible pace and and quite often you just won't get hit, you know what I mean? You can mm. fly around the hills and just nobody can catch you or hit you, you know what I mean? It's it's a lovely thing. It's like skateboarding. I, it feels like Tony Hawk's to me a wee bit <laughs> bizarre. I keep saying this to people because I love Tony Hawk games and, you know, and I always say this to people about tribes. Like, it's like it's kind of like Tony Hawk a wee bit because you're, it's all about like kind of learning lines, you know what I mean? Like finding a line that works for you on each map 
Mm. Um, and then when you go out there, you're just trying to hit that line nicely. You know what I mean? Just trying to hit it, and it's it's a lovely. Th- it's a really relaxing game. Strangely, shouldn't it be? Mm. But it is. No, totally. Um, I was going to say something, and it's gone. Never mind. It's good. Uh, good podcasting. <laughs> that's that's stuff like that costs us the GMA. No, what cost <laughs> us the GMA, Andy? Was you sounding like you recorded in your bathroom last week? <laughs> That was that was what did it. <laughs> that was the. No, but wait a minute. You you guys are quite new, though. I mean, I don't think you you wouldn't get nominated for a GMA so soon, would you? Well, we we, we how did. Long, how long have you been? We did another show months? on another website for ages, and then like any success this one has had has sort of been riding on the coattails of the last show. Because like the way iTunes popularity is calculated, it's like because all the fans of the old show came over to the new feed in like the mm. space of a week, iTunes is like fucking hell. This, this site's got like. 50 subscribers in two days it's, it's amazing so then that puts you up at the top of the charts and then you get more sort of attention because of that mm. um, but it's like these these awards things are like any awards things though it's, it's kind of always about how connected you are and it? it's always about there like, is a bit of that yeah how many contacts <laughs> you have how connected you are and that kind of stuff so obviously it just means that you're only very popular you don't have many friends <laughs> so i wouldn't yeah, too, I yeah, wouldn't don't feel bad about it just because we've got no mates yeah yeah, yeah good uh, are you playing anything else, Rob? Am I playing anything else? I get a, I get a 3DS XL recently. Oh yeah. Um, and so I have been play. I actually went, but I'm playing Professor Layton for, <laughs> for the first time, bizarrely. The um, first because, one, or yeah, the very first one. Uh-huh. Because when I got when I got the XL, it does feel it cannot. You know, when you ignore the fact that it's like this beautifully capable wee machine, it, it still kind of reminds me. Remember how the the first XL was promoted? Where it was like for old for people. old people, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. And so, for some reason, the minute I got the XL, I was like, I need to get Professor Layton. Just there was something happened in my subconscious. I kind of went right. It was a trigger. I need to get Professor Layton now because, like, I'm sixty or something. Because I've got this, <laughs> I've got this thing. But it's it's really fucking good, man. It's really good. And I'm no I'm not that type of person who likes like, puzzles or, or or anything like that or maths or like. You know, because there's puzzles in Professor Layton where it's like, what is the area of this triangle? You know what I mean? And that's like hell to me. That's mm. that kind but of stuff. But there's always like, there's always a, a funny way of figuring it out, isn't there? It's rarely like you have to just be good at maths or counting. Yeah. Or it's like there's yeah, always sp- a trick to it. Yeah, you spend time doing a sum, you kind of go, oh, fuck, I'm terrible at maths. I failed maths. And then you spend time doing a sum, and then Professor Layton goes, no, you fucking idiot. It was actually mm. a trick. So <laughs> yeah. it was all right to fail maths. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, yeah, no, it's really nice, really lovely, lovely wee thing. And I also go, I got um, Kid Icarus for my birthday. Oh yeah, and yeah. and that came with that stand. Yeah. And so so Does when that you fit put the XL. The, yeah, the XL sits on it fine. All right. When you put wicked. the when you put the XL on that stand and Professor Layton's running, everybody can kind of look on and help with the puzzles yeah, and yeah. stuff. It's a it's a lovely thing. It's great. I feel bad. I'm reading these reports about how the Vita is being outsold by like. 10 to 1 or something yeah. worse or worse than that and I feel sad about that because the Vita's great I think you know what I mean I think it's a great there is a lack of games and stuff like that mm. it's an amazing an amazing thing you know what I mean I just yeah. don't because I, I, I was think... I mean a couple of months ago I was at the point where I was like right I can afford one or the other mm-hmm. um, and I went for the 3DS purely because it's the only one that's had Monster Hunter announced for it um, right. now, it must be coming to the Vita. I can't. I can't believe Sony aren't begging Capcom to do that, especially with the sales figures going the way they are. Isn't that apparently the this recent sales figures that came out, the PSP is still outselling the Vita in Japan? Yeah, yeah, which is kind of embarrassing. But yeah, um, yeah. I, mean, I actually had my um, first Vita experience like proper this week. Um, mm-hmm. Went away for a few days, had some train journeys, enemy borrowed a Vita, 
um, Borrowed, Uncharted, and Rayman. Because I've not played right. Rayman or- Origins, because I'm a terrible yeah. person. It's really good. Man. It is really good, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, I knew it was brilliant when I finished level one and saw that there was a way to finish level one better. And then promptly <laughs> went back and played level one about ten times until I 100% completed it. And then I'm, I'm only on level four because I'm not moving on until I've done everything on it. And now I'm starting to get that weird feeling where I'm like, hang on a minute, have do I have all the abilities, tools at my disposal to 100% these levels? Am I wasting my time? Is this going to be too difficult? But that's really, really good. But um, I also Uncharted's rubbish. Uncharted's <laughs> crap. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like, terrible. It's, it, it's not. It, it's. I like Uncharted on like the yeah. PS3. I, I I've really enjoyed all three of them, but this one's just bad. Like the the second stick, the aiming on it's really slow and clunky, yeah. and it, it's nothing that like a little bit of auto lock on would wouldn't fix. But it mm. doesn't have that, um, and it's full of awful touchscreen gimmicks that really like really jar with the gameplay. Now, do you have yeah. to use those? I thought they were keen to point out See, that they're I not... I thought you didn't, but then there's yeah. loads that are mandatory, like picking right. locks and the combat. Yeah. Like, you <laughs> right. know, the reversals when you're doing hand-to-hand are all on-screen swipes and stuff. Oh. So it's 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 really annoying. Um, but, yeah, it's... it. I don't know, it's kind of like a shrunk-down mobile version of Uncharted and missing a lot of the grandeur of the PS3 one when the entire world is exploding and you are running away from it it's it really is missing something and gave up on it gave up on I mean, it a it couple look, of levels it, in it does look nice it looks yeah. nice i mean it's one of the things when you get your, your new machine you kind of go oh man it looks amazing this is mm. a real step ahead but it has that problem where it's it's just i don't think i think people think they want games like that on handhelds but they don't actually want them do you know what i mean i mean i, yeah. think, I, I thought I think I what did. you're actually yeah. wanting a handheld is something I, I still think the best launch title that the vita had was was everybody's golf i think yeah. i think it was the same in the psp as well that was the best launch title for that was everybody's mm. golf because it's the perfect kind of wee dip in kind of golf game and and the problem is it's that weird thing that happens all the time, and I saw everybody gets so excited about kind of technology and gaining massive experiences on things. When I don't know why they do it on handhelds. I don't know why they. I mean, you look at things that have been massive successes on handhelds, like Professor Layton, and it's all these things where you can just dip in while you're taking a shit. You know what I mean? You're not fucking yeah. having to do something like Uncharted where it there's just too, it's kind of too much and and too much executed really poorly. Yeah, I, I like it when they take. Uh... A franchise that's you know well known as a quote unquote main console franchise, and they 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 don't just dump it on a handheld and hope it sells on merit. They they you know they tune it to a handheld's uh, strong points. The uh. best two examples I can think are Resident Evil on the 3DS, mm. which is yeah, it's it's kind of like the original Resident Evil games in it's a closed area that there's a lot of backtracking in it and a lot of finding a key and then going back through the levels and finding a, the door that it relates to. But it's it's split up into very concise chapters, which do that whole last week on Resident Evil thing at the start of each one. So oh. if you're playing if you're playing it when commuting, you genuinely can, you know, end it. It's got some very concrete end points. Um well, 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 listen, listen, I I have never picked up that Resident Evil game for the three DS because do you know? Do you know? Find there's this weird thing now with Resident Evil where there's just a load of dicks hate it now, like online. Like a lot of you know what I mean? Though like a lot of reviewers hate it. Yeah. A lot of people commenting on websites just kind of have decided 
no, Resident Evil 4 was it. We're not going beyond there. We're not going past that point. See, I... Yeah, that that, yeah. that weird thing about Resi 4 where, you know, people, right-minded people think it's possibly the greatest game ever made, right? Yeah. Mm. And wrong-headed people kind of think this is where Resident Evil died. And, and I don't <laughs> want to discuss it. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Mm. And so because of that, I'm like... You know, all the kind of feedback on that 3DS Resident Evil game has kind of been like, oh, well, it's you know, it's all right. It's kind of all right. But I, really I love the demo. It. Yeah, I, I find it's it's a lot. It's got a lot more in common with uh, Resident Evil 1 and 2 than it has uh-huh. the lap, the, but it plays like Resi 4. Um, so I don't find that, think there's a lot to hate there. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And um, the only other example I can think of, uh, you know, major console franchise being ported really well was when they put Dynasty Warriors Strike Force on the PSP. Oh, yeah. it, instead of yeah. having the long stretched out battles which we all love here um mm. they you know they made it into almost diablo-esque fantasy star online quick fire quests speak mm, to yeah. a guy kill 20 dudes out in the field dumps you in a field do that and it it, it was really cool that they took the six um you know the, the normal dynasty warriors experience didn't change the gameplay didn't change the way it controlled other than adding the ability yeah, to turn into a monster super turn, saiyan oh, mode. You, could, you could turn into a monster but you know <laughs> that's that's just a logical progression dynasty warriors um <laughs> yeah no I, th- I think i think they agree i mean i think samurai warriors was the best launch title for the 3ds a, a day i mean i was there wasn't a, a huge amount of great stuff in the 3ds launch but samurai warriors was great just you know loads of wee kind of missions uh, activating during the kind of level and stuff like that. I mean, I love mm-hmm. the games anyway, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And a lot of people think I'm fucking mental because I buy every single one of them. Yeah, every we, we single get this one as well. them. too. <laughs> or the re-themed ones. You know, you know, I think they're great. And, you know, I love the... I think the, the kind of handheld games of those games are great, usually. Usually. Everything went really yes. sombre there. Sorry, I'm yes. just thinking about Dynasty Warriors. Uh. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the frustrating <laughs> thing with Strike Force was, of course... You know, you got this franchise that every year all the reviews are like, oh, it's another Dynasty Warriors game, they haven't changed anything. And then they did one that was really pretty fucking different, and everyone still ignored it because it's Dynasty Warriors. And if you actually yeah. look, it's still got the same reviews saying, oh, they haven't changed it. <laughs> yeah, well done, games journalism. Yeah. Um, Andy, since you started talking a lot, what, what have you been playing? Um, I've been playing a load of old stuff because I've got a new graphics card for my PC. So when you say old stuff, you mean stuff that came out last year? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I've got a new graphics retro, card. For... Retro stuff. <laughs> yeah. Got, yeah got... Do you remember Skyrim? Yeah, I've been playing <laughs> that retro game, Just Cause 2. Because um, <laughs> it runs now. Andy, have you got an email regarding that? There's no. a multiplayer beta this weekend. Oh, shit. And unfortunately, I'm fucking visiting you. <laughs> so I'm not going to be able to play it. <laughs> Excellent. Um, yeah, I... I've been doing that thing where I've got a new graphics card, so I've been going through my Steam list, playing all the games that didn't run or ran badly, cranking everything up to maximum settings and going, oh my god, this is the best thing. So, um, yeah, including Skyrim. I got a free copy of Dirt Showdown with my um, oh, yeah. graphics card. That was nice of them. Free copy um, of Dirt Showdown? So you just come out? Yeah, I know. It's good, isn't it? I'll say um, that. It's probably like two I've, months old. Th- today I re-downloaded GTA 4. I'm going to try that fancy graphics mod and get back to you next week about that. Nice just one. Cause 2 now looks amazing. Um, it is playable. Uh, I've just been playing. Yeah, it's playable. <laughs> just that sort of stuff. Um, I did also completely fuck up. I've been playing loads of Aquaria. Oh, yeah. Steam, and I got right to the end of it. It's an amazing game. It, I, it's it's really weird because it came out in two thousand and seven, won the IGF mm-hmm. like grand prize. So it's it's not like it's an obscure indie title or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Plays like Super Metroid meet, meets you know a sort of shmup. Um, it's got some similar mechanics to 
um, twin stick shooters when you're att- mm. killing enemies. But it's it's essentially Super Metroid underwater, which for me, brilliant. Um, got really, really far in it. I uninstalled Steam, thinking because there was something wrong with my Steam oh, client, no. thinking it was just going to install Steam, and mm. then it uninstalled every single one of my games and save files with it, yeah. apart from the ones that are on the cloud, and that one's not. So I was right at the end. So yeah, you're never going to do that again. I'm never going to do that now. But it was Fucking really hell. good. Yeah. Really, really, really good. I cannot sing its praise enough. It's, it's <laughs> really good. <laughs> I mean, but... So why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you play it again if it was so good? <laughs> I've got so much more to play. <laughs> <laughs> put you right in the spot. Put you right. Wait a minute. Oh, this hyperbole about how great well, this game that... is. Why wouldn't you play it again? It's that thing, isn't it? You can never. Work, you can never immediately go back to something if you no, lose. No, you can't. Like, you, whenever a save file dies, you, yeah. you can never go over. It's a kind of weird. It's a kind of heartbreaking thing, and you can mm. never retrace the steps. I don't think it's just it's yeah. too painful. It's like when a pet dies. You know you'll get another one eventually, but if you get it too quickly, it's like you're trying to instantly replace the one you're sad about losing. Yeah. And that's yeah. not that's not on. One so. of the most <laughs> horrifically nerdy things I've ever done in my life is over a couple of summers when it first came out, me and a good friend of mine uh, put so much time into Final Fantasy VII that we have a save file stuck at 99 hours, 59 minutes, 59 seconds, where the, the, its clock completely has stopped. And <laughs> our cloud on the game is like, ridiculously high level like <laughs> and it's just it's it was on this like aging ps1 memory card i was terrified of losing it and the day that i got my ps3 and i bought that memory card adapt the thing and i i backed it up to my ps3 that save file <laughs> the rest of the memory card's been left to rot but i took that save file and it's stuck on my ps3's hard drive i might actually stick it on a memory remember- stick wear it round my neck <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember when that was a thing? Do you remember when that was that? I mean, when we were when we were younger, right? When we were younger, that was definitely a thing where games said a hundred hours of gameplay. That was like a yeah. hundred hours of gameplay. Like it was like an amazing every, every kind of SquareSoft RPG tried to hit it. Mm-hmm. They always tried to hit that a hundred hours of gameplay. I mean, I've I've got stuff that you know is a hundred hours, but see these days it's like. See see when I see a bad review of a game like I, I and, I, and where the review criticizes a game and says there's only like it's only about eight hours long or something, I'm like, You're fucking beauty. That's <laughs> yeah. fucking amazing. Eight hours, I get I get an experience in eight hours because I got a hundred hours these days. Is that mm. is that even would you ever do that now, do you think? Depends. Nah. <laughs> uh, well I'll tell a lie. I mean I uh I finished Dragman's Dogma uh, Dogma for a second time. <laughs> Uh, and that's my save file on that is 91 hours now. So that's hell. two playthroughs though. That's that's different. Yeah. Isn't it? I mean that's well, it isn't. Much... It isn't because I mean I've chosen to do that second playthrough. Yeah, yeah. We've got to be pushing it on Fantasy Star Online too. I mean, I suppose that's an MMO, so it's slightly different yeah, as well. Yeah. But um, but I mean, and part of the beauty of Dragon's Dogma is it the way it responds to doing that second playthrough. It's like a, a new game plus mode, and there's just all these like amazing clever things that right. are designed that designed with you doing a second playthrough in mind. It's a good game. I, like I just it. don't trust. I don't think I trust anybody. I mean, the good things about games like that, or even games like Demon Souls or Dark Souls, where mm-hmm. you can you can play for ages, but like you you're making it good, if you know what I mean. You're mm-hmm. you're kind of making it good, and mm-hmm. and you're finding the enjoyment in it, um, and kind of prolonging the experience that way. But when it's a linear game, like it used to be back then with the SquareSoft stuff, mm-hmm. I just don't trust. I don't trust that anybody can create. A hundred hours of entertainment and a and a and, and it all form be meaningful and these days yeah, and it yeah. all be you know because you no know, when I think back to some of the games I loved and played for that long like Star Ocean and stuff like that mm-hmm. you know there was a lot of there was a lot of fucking padding there a lot mm-hmm. a lot of padding mm-hmm. and I'm quite glad to see it go 
Yeah, it's like it's, I've probably said this before. Journey, um, mm. like yeah, you, everyone's like, oh, you know, it's a little bit short. You'll finish it an hour and a half. And so yeah, but after that hour and a half, you've got more things to say about it than most triple A, you know, boxed releases. Yep. You said like, that to me about Dear Fucking Esther as well. Did I? Yeah. Well, here I haven't. I haven't played Dear Fucking Esther yet. Is it? <laughs> I mean, I, honestly, I mean, I downloaded it, and it's another one of the ones I picked up in the Steam sale because mm-hmm. people like you have to play this. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I really I, I like would it. Say that it's worth playing. <laughs> <laughs> and Andy's not not so keen. But then, I mean, I mean <laughs> there's no way Andy played that without taking it as a bit of a challenge. Because I because we all knew he wasn't going to like it during the process. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's a game where you essentially do nothing. Uh, you walk around and you listen to things and you look at things. Uh, obviously, that's going to upset a lot of people. Um, yeah. <laughs> I love but... that. Just looking and listening to things. It's upsetting. Some people yeah. just don't get on with it. No. Um, what a world. <laughs> yeah. No. I, I. I really liked it. Again, it, it's one where you sort of, that, like I even I I did struggle at bits. Like the first sort of half an hour or so, I was a bit like, is this actually it? But then you start unraveling what it's about in your head and things you heard earlier that meant nothing now start to make sense and it's all yeah, it's good. I was quite. Uh, my, what I took from it is, I thought that the way that the uh, people who made it created an atmosphere was the best thing about it, and I was yeah. really glad to hear that they are now moving on to making a proper game in that new Amnesia. That's well, they're good. doing, yeah, they're, they're yeah, they're collaborating with the Amnesia developers. Yeah, on that, that is Amnesia. an amazing part. <laughs> do, you, do you know the title of it? Amnesia Two: A Machine for Pigs. Yes, it's called. Yeah, is it? Uh, is that, yeah. that that's okay? Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. Mm. Uh, yeah, they're also doing. Um, on their own, they're doing a sort of, not a sequel to Dear Esther, but it's a similar kind of thing where it's about, like, the world ending in, like, some village in Shropshire. Oh. And you kind of, like, <laughs> basically the same, the idea behind it is, like, if the world ended and you were sort of somewhere really, like, quite far away from everyone else, it would just be kind of really annoying and inconvenient rather than <laughs> horrifying. <laughs> <It'd be> like... <laughs> and, yeah, yeah it's, apparently it's kind of about that and wandering around and seeing people's ghosts and stuff. And it's, like, it's time limited, so you only have half an hour to play it. And sort of in each half hour, you've got to like you can only you know do or see a certain amount of it. So you can go off in different directions, and you'll see totally different things. And through through various playthroughs, you'll like understand more of what's going on. Sounds really cool. I think anything anything that's kind of different these days, anything that's different in form or structure or anything like that, is a good thing. I mean, it's yeah. I remember the way remember the way people reacted when Kojima used to talk about like, oh, I want to make a game where when you die, like the disc explodes or when you, <laughs> when you yeah. die, all that kind of stuff. When you die, your console breaks down or whatever, yeah. all that kind of stuff. And everybody was all like, no, no, you can't, you can't delete people's saves when they die and all that kind of stuff. And and it's you know it's a shame because I think I think guys like Kojima are guys who probably want to explore that kind of stuff, but they just they just can't. They just need to keep <clears> making Metal Gear <throat> Solid all yeah, the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is a shame. I would love a guy like Kojima to kind of go, well, look, you know what? See, see for a couple of years, I'm just going to make a load of a load the indie games where I tell stories and you wonder about you're a cross dresser in Tokyo <laughs> and you mm. and you I'd, I'd love that kind of stuff but I mean, hope, hopefully that, that that's like kind of what we're going to see from Molyneux now that he's left uh yeah Linehead and everything not but, not so much being indie stuff but it's kind of what you got from Platinum when they severed all ties they kind of they kind of roam around now making stuff for whoever they want they're kind of like action game mercenaries <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so you say but that also... but then like Vanquish was obviously like them sort of going alright we'll do yeah. one of your fucking third person cover based shooters <laughs> 
and, yeah, and, and, and the, and the best one, the, the best them. one ever. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I mean. Is it's almost like they just roam around. Someone goes, uh, "We need a new Metal Gear game," and you know they show up. They walk in the yeah. saloon at that time. And go, we'll do it. We'll take the job. <laughs> it's excellent. Yeah, that's all I've been playing. What have you been playing? Nice one. Uh, I've been playing Fantasy Star, Star Online too again because the English patch for it is ready. Yeah, um, it's pretty ill-timed, though, yeah, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is, well, yeah, coincidentally, about a week after the English patch comes out, uh, Sega update the terms of service to say, oh, by the way, you absolutely should not be playing this outside of Japan. Hey, uh, guy, can, can you guys explain to me what this is? Because <laughs> I, I saw, I saw you on Twitter rap. talking about English patches and stuff. Like, mm. what, what system is it for? I'm, I'm oh, it's on the PC. Uh, it's on the PC. The Apparently it's coming out for Vita and smartphones as well. Um, yeah. And it's all going to be linked. Like you, you have one account across all of them, which is pretty cool. Right. Um, but yeah, basically, it's not out uh, anywhere outside of Japan yet, but there's nothing to stop you playing it, um, aside from originally the language barrier, but now even that's been removed for the most mm. part. Um, it has got a UK release, but it's like it has, January, yeah, I mean, February next year or something ridiculous like that. Yeah, because when it, when it first went up, there was no like Western release plan. Um, so we were like, fuck it, let's just try and get our heads around the Japanese one, which we did yeah. to an extent. Yeah. Uh, now, now, now playing English, in, yeah, in English, it's like, well, I actually figured most of this out. The main um, bonus is being able to read quest objectives and not having to look them up on a website <laughs> yeah. as you go, or just like wing it and just, yeah, it just go into an area, it, kill we, everything. We had and kind hopefully... of worked it out. It just makes everything more convenient. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and like obviously navigating menus and stuff, it's like I'm not having to constantly... Re- like, I don't have to play it in a window anymore, so I'm not like yeah. going back and forth to a web browser. So, um, what, so what's going to happen when um, when the Western one comes out, when, when it comes out here? Will your accounts won't be able to transfer? Oh, no. No, I doubt it. Um, I'll just start again, I would have mm. thought. I mean, I, I'm going to sort of back away from it slowly i mean I've, I've not we've not made a huge amount of progress because obviously we've been playing like we've put about 20 hours each into it i think yeah, um right. and i mean in that time obviously our progress has been slowed somewhat because like half of what it relies on is you have the, these three different quest types and the idea is that you stack up one like one of each um and then and you do it in such a way that you can do all three like in one go by doing a certain bit of the game um and because we weren't able to read the quest objectives, we weren't really doing that. Yeah, we were um, now, doing now that you can, it's like, well, well, this guy wants me to kill X amount of these things with this weapon. This person wants me to go to this area and witness this certain event. And this quest here is just telling me to go to this area, kill these things in this area, and that'll deal with the other two, if you get me. Right, and it sort yeah. of stacks like that. Um, so now that I know how to do that, it's it's going on like a lot more quickly. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, like everyone's getting upset uh, since this thing got changed in the terms of service saying foreigners shouldn't be playing anymore. Everyone's like, ah, oh, they're going to start IP banning us and this is ridiculous because I've spent loads of money on in-game items and my character's going to not be able to transfer over and they're going to ban my account. Which now. was it's like, dumb, well, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, it's like, who, what <laughs> sort of idiot like puts a lot of money into the, you know, a foreign version of an online RPG that, the you know, they pretty much know they're not meant to be playing anyway. But they probably like, won't. It'll probably they'll, ju- they'll probably just talk and say you shouldn't be playing this. It would, it well, would, exactly. Yeah. Well, it would burn a lot of goodwill, I think, if they if they did anything. Well, is, yeah, I mean, loads of people are like, ah, oh, I can't believe Sega are doing this to us. Like, do they, do they hate their fans, or whatever? I'm pretty sure it's just a legal thing, just because yeah, they're they taking have to see it, probably. Yeah, like just because they're taking money off people for in-game items and stuff. That means you know the the sort of terms of service regarding that presumably have to be like rewritten for every territory. Mm-hmm. Um. So I get I get it from Sega's point of view. I How guess. does it compare to the Dreamcast one, which was the it's last one I played? Really good. It's really good. <laughs> it's like yeah. it takes like some of the few good ideas from Fancy Star Universe, and there weren't many, 
Um, and just, yeah, it's just full of like little nods to the Dreamcast one, like little musical cues and like yeah. the rappies still being in it and they fall over and then you wait and you, they get up and you hit them again and they drop another item and stuff like that. Yeah. It's yeah. like, it like has, I, they've, they've, they've tweaked a few things, um, with well, added features that you kind of take for granted in modern gaming, like camera control. Uh, yes. free free aiming and stuff like that with one of the classes, but it it, it never loses sight of the fact that it is it is still Fantasy Star Online too. It it, it very much plays the same way, um, except a well, few I mean, that's without, not true, a, is it? It's a lot more fluid than yeah, yeah. You it's can got move a few while concessions cool. to modern gaming, but it's yeah. ostensibly the same game, <laughs> which is all I really wanted. You see, I mean, this is kind of why we're the worst people alive to judge it, really, because. I, I mean, I genuinely can't tell how much of my enjoyment of Fantasy Star Online 2 is like, you know, it just sort of pushing the nostalgia button and it, like... <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But, I mean, um, but there's, not, there's nothing wrong with that, though. I mean, it's, it, whenever I think about Shenmue, right, that, that's obviously, mm-hmm. that's my big kind of hangover for the Dreamcast days is, mm-hmm. is Shenmue. And whenever I think about that, I'm like, what I don't what I don't understand is why they don't have this strategy where they... They released the first two on like Xbox Live Arcade or something, right? Just pretty mm. much, just cleaned <laughs> up, but pretty much as they were, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Release the first two like that, and then see how they well, see how they sell, right? See how they sell, and then make a third one just looking exactly the same as the first two. Because Shenmue <laughs> is one of the few games where you could actually get away with making a new game that is in the same style. Because you can say, yeah. well, it's, it's mm. set in the past, and it's a retro thing, and it's, a, it's the next part of this story, so we can use these shitty old assets. <laughs> and uh, You know what I mean? And you would get away with it. Everybody would be like, oh, fucking amazing idea. You know what I yeah. mean? A purely cost-cutting thing. And, and so, no, there's nothing wrong with just having that nostalgia thing with something that feels like a game you loved or a, or a game you you spent a lot of time. That's a great thing. There's, yeah. There isn't enough of that these days. That's why we end up getting things like that Syndicate game. Oh, <laughs> game yeah. it, you know what I mean? And it has nothing. It has nothing yeah. for you to relate to, really. Yeah, that was bad. Really yeah. bad. Um, yeah, the, the thing about PSO2 is I just like the fact that it's offering me that same experience I had as a kid playing on the Dreamcast, but without a 200 quid phone bill at the end of the month. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I really yeah, wanted. Yeah. <laughs> It's that you get the whole experience, but you don't get shouted at after your mum and dad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's exactly so it. You don't get grounded. I'm a growing up now. PSO 2's yeah. out. <laughs> um, speaking of nostalgia, I've been playing Grim Fandango again. Mm. Um, and I talked about this a bit on Joypod. Uh, so for those of you who listen to both shows, this is bonus content. Um, I forgot how good the writing in that game is. Like, I think I, I, I get it that more now stupid. than when I was like <laughs> 15. Like, it's just little things, like, to the very start of the game, Manny's, like, he's essentially shit, isn't he? He's, like, everyone's just telling him, telling him how useless he is. Um, like, you as the player are not entirely sure that he's, he is actually being screwed over by the Department of Death. It's like, well, <clears> it could actually just be a shit salesman. Like, he's got, you know, he has to wear the fucking stilts when he's pretending to be the Grim Reaper. Um, like, everyone just tells him how useless and shit he is. But then there's that bit where the receptionist is trying to light a cigarette, and she can't get the lighter to work. And there's just a bit where Manny like leans in and straight away lights it. And it's like, and that's the game going, he is cool, right? He is, he's good. <laughs> but it is everyone else that's wrong. And like that, that's, that's the clue. And then the, your first common, uh, conversation with Domino. Yeah. He's just the perfect arsehole. Mm. Like you want to strangle him after like 20 seconds. And it's like he's just so immediately set up as the villain, even though he doesn't even say anything particularly horrible to you. He's just so perfectly smarmy and irritating. 
that it's just yeah oh it's brilliant you've also missed it's a, Glottis absolutely fucking amazing it's an mm. amazing game yeah. it's an amazing the thing is it's an amazing it's, it's beautifully written and it's a great story and there's, there's loads of great dialogue but there's definitely an issue I think where there are parts of the game <laughs> the actual game <laughs> itself that really get in the way kind of you know what I mean I can the remember forest. Yeah, the yeah, fucking yeah, forest and all that yeah. shit with the car and all that. And you're just kind of <laughs> yeah. thinking, like, this is such a waste. It's it's that thing. It's, it's like Grim Fandango would be right up there with, with kind of the best written of, of, like, the best games ever. If it mm. wasn't for that stuff, that kind of clunky, mm. gamey stuff that's in there, mm. um, just putting obstacles in your way. It's like, the thing I liked about Planescape Torment was that it was an amazingly written thing with amazing dialogue and stuff like that. And and the story and the dialogue kind of were the game. They were the, yeah. That was the kind of method by which she actually moved through the game kind of whereas in Grim Fandango it always felt like right what kind of stupid shit do I need to do now to see the next <laughs> bit of story or whatever you know what I mean and it wasn't yeah, like, cause I do... there wasn't too much shit but there was enough there to kind of make you think oh fuck you know what I mean just mm. yeah 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 it's uh, a shame that Grim Fandango isn't that freely available like, it's not yeah, it's Steam. really not. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm lucky that I've still got my copies. Yeah, because that's, that's the only way I've got it. it I've got the original discs, and there's that patch you can download that makes it run seamlessly yeah. in Windows 7. Mm-hmm. And that's More about it. I mean, it, it. It wouldn't take much to stick that on one of the download services. Yeah, it, it, I mean, I... yeah, It still looks <laughs> great as well, because it, it, most of it's pre-rendered, so it all looks quite cool. They just well, exactly, to... yeah. yeah. And I, like, I don't even think, like, you wouldn't need to update the, the character models or everything, or anything, because they're, they're of a style, aren't they? Yeah, they're exactly. Not, yeah. They don't need changing. Um, Do you know things yeah, I mean, as well? I, it's like, the, the setting's so original. The, the setting yeah. of the whole thing is so original. Oh, yeah. I think for a long, long period, I think it's changed over the past two or three years or something, but for a long, long period, you've only seen that kind of originality. I think now, over the past couple of years, where Indie games have kind of almost like moved back to the forefront, you know what I mean? Mm. Things you're starting to see kind of interesting settings and interesting design again. But there was a long, long period between that time and Grim Fandango where you know you wouldn't, you just wouldn't see that kind of originality. You wouldn't see. You would, I don't think anybody would be able to get a game like that onto the market. You know what I mean? Mm. For a long time. Whereas I think now. I mean, why did they know? Why did they know Kickstarter a fucking Grim Fandango game or something? Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I assume it's like a messy licensing thing. Um... Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know what like Tim Schafer's relationship is with LucasArts these days. Um, yeah. I don't know if it was a, a messy thing or what. Uh, I mean, I, have either of you been watching the, the the Double Fine Adventure Kickstarter videos? For shame, I haven't. You no. should, man. They're, they're they're good. They're they're four episodes in now. Um, I I had no idea until the other week because I've been catching up, uh, and they're really good. And yeah, like uh, just hearing Tim talk about the the Skywalker Ranch, it's nuts. He does talk, from what I've heard and from what you've said about it, he does actually talk about Grim Fandango a lot in the videos yeah, as well. He does. Like, he's constantly bringing it up as, like, his magnum opus. Yeah, it's <laughs> weird, because you always, like, I, I suppose any, like, creative people get this, but, like, if I ever was, if I was ever to meet Tim Schafer, I wouldn't want to be like, oh, yeah, I, I love Grim Fandango, because you would think part of him would be like, well, I made that fucking 15 years ago. Or everyone's like, mm. you know, I've been doing a lot of stuff since. Why is everyone fixate on stuff I did so long ago? But yeah, but he, he doesn't seem to have any sort of, like, yeah, he doesn't mind. Like, he, you know, in, uh, in the videos, he's like getting out all his old notebooks that he, right. he keeps from like uh, all the stuff he wrote for all the games way back I think back. I think most of these guys like that probably are aware, are where they kind of, well, no, no necessarily where they personally feel they peaked, but where, 
mm. where they think that the you know the general public felt that they peaked. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah. so they're probably all really acutely aware of that. Always like there's, mm. there's a lyric in a Prince song where he where he says like the, my only competition is well me in the past. Do you know what I mean? Which is <laughs> which is totally what I think some of these guys kind of go through, where they're like, well, you know, we're still we're still brilliant, but it's just we're constantly having to try to hit these hit these bars all the time. The only point, I, the only reason I've not really been paying much attention to the double fine stuff is just that I kind of I've felt quite disappointed by you know the recent stuff. I've not really felt. Oh, really? I'm, See, I'm I, I back... didn't. I didn't get on with Brutal Legend. Brutal Legend. I need to go back to Psychonauts probably before. Disappointment ever. <laughs> Yeah. See, Psychonauts was a weird one because, again, some of the writing in that game is incredible, but you can tell there are a lot of concessions. Like, I don't think they wanted it to be a platformer. No, they game. never wanted it to yeah. be a platformer. It's a yeah. bad platformer, but I mean, mm-hmm. um, but it still has enough charm to kind of br- to bring it through. Whereas, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what the fuck Brutal Legend was. Oh I mean, man, really... the thing about <laughs> Brutal Legend, terrible, man, it, you know. the demo came out, and by the end of the demo, they had convinced me, <laughs> completely convinced me, that I was about to play a game which is essentially The Legend of Zelda with Jack Black talking in it in a heavy metal world with an amazing soundtrack. And then when I got the game, it was not that. <laughs> it had yeah. like an overworld that se- was seemingly put in to pad out the fact that the game was very short. It had an RTS system. I don't like RTSs on the best of days. <laughs> so the fact that most of the game was really a, an RTS game, it's, the demo completely sold me down the wrong road on that. Mm. Um, I, I, so I think there's a problem right away when when something happens like Jack Black isn't as involved as as much as he was <laughs> with that game, because I remember when it was getting promoted and stuff like he was everywhere kinda, and and I, I don't think it's I don't think it's necessarily a good thing for games to have somebody who is as known and whose voice is as known as that, and because I don't think I don't think his involvement actually really helped things. I didn't feel mm. when I was playing the mm. game that it helped it things for me, and I like Jack Black. I don't have a problem with him, but. It's the same way I felt about Portal Two. Like I, I really Portal Two is a yeah. good game. It's too long, I think, but it's a good game. But S- Stephen Merchant being involved in it fucking killed it for me. Like I absolutely <laughs> yeah. killed it because I was just hearing Stephen Merchant. And maybe when you're in America and you're no like you, you don't have Stephen Merchant in the bank adverts and you don't have Stephen Merchant's voice constantly on TV, um, then it's no as much of a disconnect. But here in Britain, I just, I just kind of felt when I was playing it, and there was other people as well. There was people, there was people talking to me at the time when I was playing it who, who personally, who personally knew Stephen Merchant, <laughs> and they'd been, and they'd been looking forward, they'd been looking forward to Portal Two for for years, right? And then they're playing this game, and it's like a guy that they know personally, don't nece- don't necessarily like. I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying dislike, but 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 some who like him, some who don't necessarily like him, and stuff. And this guy's just in your ear for the entire game, and that's like mm. must be a fucking weird experience i think mm. i think the beautiful thing about the first portal was the fact that it just felt so kind of otherworldly almost mm. you know i mean everything yeah. that was happening and, and i think you know so 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 i think that's part of the thing with brutal legend i think there was a lot of kind of marketing influences on yeah, top yeah, of that. Yeah. and so the good thing yeah. about kickstarter is that maybe double fine will be freed up to do something well, exactly. proper mm. this time yeah um i mean I- yeah, saying that about Jack Black. I think it was you, Andy, who was telling me uh, Tim Schafer and Jack Black were meant to be on some talk show. I want to say Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, did, um, I'm sure that. that Tim Schafer did a set on one of well, those. Well, yeah, because didn't he... Yeah, uh, they, basically, they it on. turned out Jack Black couldn't do it, and the producers were like, right, we're pulling it. And the host of the show was like, no, we're having Tim Schafer on. Yeah. and <laughs> So that was cool, but... Yeah. yeah. Um, what else have I been playing? I think that's about it. I mean, I could talk more about Dragon's Dogma, but Lord knows... Yeah, we've had good. enough of that. We've had enough of that. Definitely. Right, we'll we'll bring this half to a close then, and then we'll do questions. 
Excellent. Right, questions time. Yes. Go on, Andy, this is your bit. It is. Right, first time one to shine. Go on. is from, they're all on Twitter, Michael Kerr 94 says, if you were the guy from Dishonored, which animal would you possess in order to kill your fellow podcasters? <laughs> I mean, he says fellow podcasters. I mean, I've only recorded with Rab once. So I don't think I want to kill him yet. Um, right, wait a minute. So you can possess animals in this game? Oh, yeah, man. you can possess like rats and fish and stuff. Let's clarify this first. Right, okay. <laughs> I've, I've not looked into this game too much, right? So you can, it, right, okay, it you can does look animals. pretty good, man. Really good. I'm pretty excited about it. And do they have a wide spectrum of animals in the game? Or, or, is it just I, a few I reckon, animals? I reckon it's going to be, yeah. So in the trails, oh, you can possess anything like rats or fish. And then the full game, it's going to be like, right, here's a load of rat and, rats and fish. And fuck all else. Yeah. There's the lions on it. <laughs> I don't know if there are, you know. I hope there are. Mm. You, 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 so you're is making that, the game answer? really disappointing now by having introduced the idea of them possibly having lions in it. Yeah, a lot of people are looking forward to this. And now there's no lions. It's mm. Ruined it. Yeah. See, here's the thing. See, here's the problem with that question, right? This guy has misunderstood the fundamental nature of podcasts, right? The way podcasts <laughs> are normally done. We are only in the same place right now. <laughs> Right? So if we were to possess an animal, first of all, we'd have to establish if who has pets. Right? So I have a cat. Right? So do, do either of you have pets? Yeah, no, I've got a dog, no. but he's like, he's been dying for about three years. Yeah, but is he there, though? He's here, yeah. Be- because <laughs> he's not going to be much use in a fight, no. is all I'm saying. No, but if I possessed him, then he would get stronger. <laughs> is that how I don't works, know, man. Though? He's like, he's got a brain tumour, and he's, <laughs> he's pretty fucked. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I, I don't think you understand how possession works. I would, I would be your understanding how possession works. I would works. be inside your dog, right? But I would be inside your dog, and I don't yeah, have but a the, brain But the problems my think... my dog has aren't like based around his attitude or his personality. <laughs> like he's physically dying. Yeah, right. We shouldn't be laughing about this. Actually, this is, um, right. My my cat's perfectly healthy, so either you are welcome to possess my cat. Right. Oh, I might do that. I don't know where but you live, though. But I don't think my be. cat could kill me, is the thing. Even if it was going at you with, like... I wouldn't let her, I wouldn't let her live it. here if I thought she could kill me. <laughs> but cats are pretty good at stealth, though. Surely it could just, like, hide mm. uh, on, like, a high shelf and then just pounce. My, my, no, my cat isn't any good at stealth. Is it not? I no. thought they all were. I thought that was a, just a trait. No, I think that's a myth. Oh, okay. Uh, I've got no animals here. I mean, I suppose, no, it, it, I suppose you could possess <laughs> Louis, but he's a housemate, not a pet. Yeah. <laughs> it's worth pointing out that I do live on a park and there are deer. So oh, I, can possess, yeah. I can possess a deer and fucking gore you to death with my antlers. And I have I'll a lot of foxes. A There's a lot of foxes running about my area. A lot of foxes uh, yeah, running around. So, I mean, I suppose a, an urban fox you could possess. Mm, and they, yeah. But then you have to get into my house somehow. How can yeah. a fucking <laughs> fox get in here? <laughs> But then, if you'd possessed the fox, I suppose you would know how to ring a doorbell. That's true. Yeah, but you just don't have the tools. Could you imagine think, that doorbell? I think goes. if you answered the door He's... to a fox that rang yeah. the doorbell, I think you would attack the fox first. Do you think? I think I'd just be like, "All right, mate." <laughs> I figured you would answer, answered the door to a fox. You deserve to get whatever happens next. <laughs> didn't you? Didn't you open the door to find a swan once, Andy? When there was all the floods, oh, there was just yeah, a yeah, swan yeah. I opened the, front the door to find a swan. That was one of the more terrifying moments of my life. Yeah. At my back door. And I right, explain to you that the they... animal that you possess, does it have to be in the present time or can it be in the past? I reckon it because... has to be present time. I think you're stretching it if we... Uh... But why possess? Why does possession have to... You know, why does possession have to obey the laws of time? <laughs> yeah, we're already so why can I know, Why can I not possess that swan? In the past? Oh, I see. You want to go right. You want to go right. right, right, right I see. Uh, Do you know what uh, I mean? Yeah, yeah, I did, yeah, yeah uh, that was a perfect opportunity. Would, that, yeah, that mean the first, if, I, if that swan killed him then, though, 
it would mean the first half of the show didn't exist and we're in a paradox. That's true, yeah, we'd never have been asked the question and then we, yeah. <laughs> so that's one. When, when, I close, when I close the Is door, there any other that's questions? Yeah. yeah, there's about another 20 of these, so strap in. Go on, right. Andy, what's the next one? <laughs> Mr. Jonty says, what would life have been like without PSO, assuming it would have continued at all? Um, oh, it would have been pretty much the same, wouldn't it? I'd be slightly less happy and I wouldn't I hear would... the forest music every time it's sunny outside. Yeah, I probably would have passed more A-levels. <laughs> or any. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, it would have saved my parents a few quid. Obviously. Yeah. Been through that. Everything would have been a little bit better, to be absolutely honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, next question. Next question. Um, Marta, what is it? Martanaski. I can't. I've never been out. Mark Tansky. Mark Ansky. Mark Tansky. His Mark, name's Mark. Mark Tansky. Right? It's Mark Tansky. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That one's always been bothering me. Um, he says, "Will there be a day where mankind lives in peace and plays binary domain?" Uh, no. Unless there's a robot <laughs> uprising. Yeah, that's I, true. Then it'll I, be I've a training never, I've never played it. Should I play it? Yeah, yeah. man, it's well good. Really is it good. No way, is it no the guy that makes Yakuza that makes it? It is. But Yakuza's shit. <laughs> See, I've never given the Yakuza games a proper shot. They're uh, really, really sexist, horrible pieces of shit. Right. <laughs> They're really Fair quite enough. bad. They're I really quite playing... bad. I've tried to like them because I always try to like... I'm, 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 I'm one of these bulls that always goes on about how, oh no, the Japanese make the best games. The Japanese make the best games. But th- these are really horrible pieces of shit. <laughs> well, there is... I mean, the worst thing in Binary Domain... Uh, I don't think it's sexist at all. There's a lot of, like tough like female characters in it um but there is one bit where you can be a pedophile oh um, god there is <laughs> but it's, that's optional. Fine. it's optional that's fine that's no sexism that's all <laughs> well it's it's this girl like she's like she's like you know 16 in huge inverted commas um and yeah like at one point she's like oh yeah and do, do you want to be my boyfriend and you say yes or no and so there's this whole thing in binary binary domain that like you, your squad mates' opinions of you affect how they fight and whether or not they follow your orders in combat. Right. And so if you say no to this girl, everyone's opinion of you goes up, right? <laughs> so they're like, you just imagine just being like, no, I don't want to go out with a child, and like everyone in your squad of like military soldiers just like smiling and being like, good, good, good man, yeah, good like work. well, well done, you. But I thought you said she was sixteen. But she's like, I think it, it's claimed she is, but she's clearly not. Right, so mean? she's no sixteen. Okay. No. Yeah, but, but, but yeah, that's bad. That's that's probably bad. But it's still yeah. no sexist. It's only sexist. A paedophile thing is surely only sexist if the paedophile says that a a, a a female child is easier to interfere with than <laughs> than a male child. Surely that's. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Owen tells us off when we get onto things like this. So. We've... <laughs> You should just uh, bring yeah, it up. Summary, yes, you should absolutely us. play Binary Domain. Okay. It's wicked. Okay. It's really good. Um, Coruscant says, what do you want to be when you grow up? Uh, I wanted to be a scientist, and then when I found out that was too hard, I kind of parlayed it into being a Ghostbuster, and both of those have fallen through completely. Yeah. Well, the second one was a bit of a non-starter as well, really, wasn't it? Because you uh, need... It seemed Peter Venkman was a scientist. It's like wanting to be a policeman, but there's no such thing as crime. <laughs> 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 Do you know what I mean? Oh, I like that. <laughs> uh, I can't even remember what I wanted to be when I grew up. Obviously, there was a phase of like wanting to make video games and then wanting to write about video games, and one, uh, one yeah, of them that's... sort of stuck, but not enough to make me actually 
you know, do it for a living. I actually know yeah. where the turning point for mine was. Oh, yeah. Is that when you tried to make a video game and went, oh, this is really hard? No, 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 because I'd had plenty <laughs> of fun on the fucking shoot 'em up construction kit by then to oh, yeah. know well and truly that cock flying through space, the game, would have <laughs> sold billions. <laughs> so, but no, it was then playing Resident Evil 2, and I had this kind of moment of like, if I made this, I'd know what happened. <laughs> so, oh, that's right, and that, that's why you didn't want to. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I'd rather yeah. just play them and yeah, uh, because for, for every every amazing game you make is an amazing game you'll never yeah, think exactly. is amazing and, and never. Obviously, in my mind, then I had the ideal, <laughs> you know, reality of like, and I'll only make games that I want to play. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never be fenced in to make fucking Call of War Seven or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I. I Certainly didn't want to be a catering supervisor growing <laughs> up, but here we are. <laughs> Next question. Um, Creed Fangirl says, what's your favourite pig destroyer song? Failing that, what's your favourite baby bird song? Right, I don't have a favourite pig destroyer question. song. What an amazing question. Yeah, uh, number two, I'm going to go for uh, Together Again. Obviously. My favourite pig destroyer song is Grave Dance off Terrifier. <laughs> right. And my favourite baby bird song is Like Them. Um, my favourite Baby Bird song is Almost Cured of Sadness, I think. Well, it's actually That's Steve, it's a Stephen Jones song, yeah. it's not even a Baby Bird song, but yeah, aye, but it's still Baby Bird, isn't it? So um, yeah. Almost Cured of Sadness is my favourite song. Moving on. Um, uh, God, they're all about the fucking GMAs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go. Cause, listen, because I've drank a lot of cognac, man. I'm like, Remember Kanye oh. West when he was at the, was at the fucking VMAs or something? So, Hilariously, know, someone has asked about that. Go on, let's do the, the GMA ones. Phil Wall says, how has today's GMA nomination changed your lives, or how rigged was today's GMA? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for a bit of context, um, I mean, obviously some of you already know this, uh, quite a few people seem to want us to win a GMA, which is amazing, obviously. Uh, really grateful for that. Um, but despite apparently getting a lot of people lobbying for us, it has not happened. We are not on the nominee uh, list of nominees. Um, so yeah, that, that's that's what's happened. Um, like I don't know. I I mean I tweeted this the other day, but I was like, for ages I was like, ah fuck the GMAs, don't care. And then <laughs> what, once you hear about people being like, oh you guys should get a GMA, it's like, oh oh cheers, maybe we should. Maybe we do deserve this. <laughs> It's that, weird just, thing, know, it's that weird thing about the GMAs, isn't it, where it's like, it's easy to be negative about something like this, but see when you see see people that get nominated, right? I don't mean you guys, right? I mean mm-hmm. people that get nominated, right? <laughs> they're actually, Thanks. They're, delight, they're delighted when they get nominated, you know what I mean? And yeah, they're really yeah, happy, yeah. and it just kind of feels like, I mean, I've, I've kind of done it before, like in previous years I've kind of slagged it off, and, but in a, in a kind of jokey sense, I've always kind of went like, this is, you know, this... As a disgrace, this thing, and it's, it's not a reputable <laughs> thing. I've never been nominated. We've never been nominated. That kind of thing. So it doesn't have any. So it doesn't have any uh, real credence. But um, you know, but that's a jokey thing. And in truth, there's not really that much wrong with something that just makes people feel happy about about the work that they do. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. there's very few. There's not that many nights where um, you do a job. And it, you know, it's uh, the other thing about kind of games journalism and, and games media kind of work is that. It's hard, you know what I mean? It's a kind of hard thing and there's there's an awful lot of information to filter and, and all this kind of stuff and it's quite a thankless task because you're constantly at the kind of mercy of commenters on the internet and all that kind of stuff. So it's mm. probably just nice to have a night where you can go and have a party and, and just enjoy yourself. So it feels mm. bad being negative about it. But yeah, it is, cause it like... is bullshit that you never get nominated. I totally agree. <laughs> 
It's bullshit. But there's also there's amazing writers out there. There's like unbelievable writers out there that don't get you know don't get nominated, and it's is because they kind of write outside the. You know, it's outside the the circle, let's say, outside the mm. circle of people. Like John Walker for Rock Paper Shotgun is unbelievable. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you know he never get nominated today and stuff like that. So when mm. somebody like he doesn't get nominated, then I don't think anybody needs to worry about <laughs> not getting nominated. Yeah, uh, um, I mean there aren't many people on there who like I genuinely think are undeserving. Uh, Yogg's cast can fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> is that it? Have you just called them out? Yeah, I did this on Twitter earlier. Oh uh, I just God. said, like, oh, you, you know, you, like, like, we're, we're not on it, out. and that's fine. As long as OXM Breakdown knocks the shit out of Yogg's cast. But wait a minute, what is, this, what is this best tweeter shit? What is yeah, that? that yeah, what really... does that even mean? What does yeah. that even mean? <laughs> yeah, it's the just... Best, the best. Surely people are yeah, like, what, in a what? personal capacity, so so I don't even know how that's a kind of games media award thing. People like, yeah, I mean, uh, from uh, personal you know, accounts, it's a weird... Like, how are they defining best? Is it, like, people who are always, like, you know, functioning as, like, a games website and, like, posting news all the time and going, oh, this happens? Or is it people who are just funny? Or a mixture of the two? Or what? I don't know. Because surely, actually, for, like, for genuine kind of coverage or games media influence or anything, then you you would still be looking at something like like the Rock Paper Shotgun Twitter account, which constantly Mm. updates with the new stuff. And So how are they actually defining it? Are they meaning a personal tweeter or... Because yeah, when you get into exactly. that, then it's just surely people voting for their mates. Yeah. Surely. Maybe you know I mean? a bit be. of that. If it was the real best tweeter, then the Iron Sheik would win it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and he doesn't even tweet about games. I mean, it no, might exactly. be games. I don't know what he's tweeting about. It might <laughs> exactly. Be games. I reckon Horse Ebooks might. Horse Ebooks would be a shout, yeah. <laughs> Here's my theory about the Iron Sheik. It's, it's, it's his manager that's tweeting as him. Pretending to be him. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, he does I believe a very this. good impression. If it is. I have a no, I have a reason for believing it though, because we we had a wee altercation, me and Iron Sheik, right, just about <laughs> a few months, a few months back, because we were doing this wrestling show up in Glasgow oh, yeah. at the end of the year, and and the the guy that's doing it with me, he was doing a bit of back and forth with Iron Sheik, saying like, "Oh, I'd love to book you and stuff like that," and blah blah blah, and then I was like, he was insulting Scotland, and then I fired him. I said, "Don't insult Scotland." And it was a lot, just a laugh, <laughs> but then I can tell you for a fact. An exclusive, an exclusive here <laughs> that he direct messaged the other fella, right? Greg Hempel, the guy who's doing the wrestling show with me, completely legibly saying, "Oh, if you're interested in like talking about bookings and stuff like that, then blah 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 blah." And Fuck so it, it must be, it must be a manager guy or something. Just oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you actually oh, he's, think he's in character? He, yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> anyway, the Iron Sheik is never in character. The actual Iron Sheik, the Iron, the actual Iron Sheik is yeah. that much a fuck up. <laughs> exactly, I know. He is that much a fuck up. But it, how how weird is it that there's a guy impersonating this fucker? His manager impersonates him to be, mm. you know what I mean? Anyway, anyway. That ruins Twitter, me saying that. I shouldn't have said that. I feel like the, you know, the masked magician guy, you remember him that kind of unveiled all the tricks out of there? I feel <laughs> yeah. like him, yeah. Um Yeah, I, but the, the the Games Media Awards, I don't know. I don't. I remember when we were doing the last series of Video Guiding, they started around about then. Mm-hmm. And when we were doing that show and we were thinking, Oh, we'll probably get a nomination for this, and we'll go down. We'll have a laugh, and we'll we'll, we'll do something. We'll like, oh, we oh, we could do something. I think we could go down and film at it and stuff like that. Because we'll probably get nominated. <laughs> we're a BBC show about games, so we'll probably get. And we didn't. <laughs> and we were like, oh, we could do this. We could do that. And then it was like, no, you can't. Shut up. No, you can't. And we were like, oh, you bastard. Um, but you know, it's not like we were hugely bothered about it. We we're just we just bothered. We missed out on an opportunity to try and pad out some of our episodes with some footage um, for the for the Games Media Awards. And I think it was like. I think the thing that won for best games broadcast at the time was um was like a slot on Radio One talking about games or something. You know what I mean? We were like, we I think they've been nominated this year, actually. Yeah. Yeah. 
Do you know, this, is, you know what, this has reminded me of a story. Me and Andy were at a press event years ago. Uh, oh, was it even for? It was, a, it was, it a, was for Age of Conan. I know exactly Age of, the one Age, of going... <laughs> yeah. Age of Conan, right? And it was shit. Um, the the game and the event. But we were like, we were just wandering around the venue. It's this, it's this like bar. Uh, we found out that most of the people in there were competition winners from an Age of, Fo- uh, Age of Conan <laughs> forum as well. So there was <laughs> no the actual press there to see the game. There was yeah, maybe yeah, a handful. Yeah. And we, like, but we found there was just a list on a table of all the the press that had been invited. And we just, <laughs> we were like, oh, right, who, who's here that we might actually know without having to, like, walk around a dark room looking at people's faces? And, <laughs> yeah, and you were invited, Rab. Like, it had, like, video guidance on it. And we... <laughs> what? And we, right, yeah. and we, me and Andy just saw it and just went, TEAM! <laughs> we were invited to win. Yeah, you were invited. You were on the list. This was years ago, like, oh, oh must have been, what, we five? We never get invited to anything. <laughs> I'm not even joking here. We've never got invited to anything like like. Yeah. No, no, we we must have that. Well, that that's never that was never passed to us. Right. Yeah, we thought if we shouted "team" loud enough, it might like summon yeah. you, but it didn't work. Obviously, because didn't even know you were invited. <laughs> no. There you go. I like Conan so, as well. Was he there? Yeah, he wasn't. No. 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 All right. There you go. Uh, next question. Pressing on. Um, it's, I mean, this is all a bit irrelevant. Eh? If you won the GMA, who would you thank during your teary and emotional acceptance speech? I, this is, I, this is I still had, from um, John Hicks, right? Yeah, I had um, most of the people who wrote CVG from 95 to about 2001 and Robocop down as my two <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I I assume what John Hicks is getting at is that he may have lobbied for us, in which case, yeah. John Hicks. <laughs> thank you, John Hicks. Um also, we probably, if this ever happens, we'll have to thank Ben from Dark Zero for giving us a platform, despite like not liking the podcast at any <laughs> point for like eighty episodes, whatever it was. Um, so yeah. Moving on. Yeah. Um, John Hicks also says he's on a he's on a power on a bit of a roll, trip yeah, at the minute. Yeah. Says, um, "What's the best game you can conceive of that retains the Tom Clancy's prefix?" <laughs> well, oh, man. Uh, so I've never read a Tom Clancy book because. I'm a normal human being. Um, <laughs> but, um, I gather like most of them are just like really dry descriptions of like military equipment. <laughs> so it would have imagine, to be, I, if, imagine I was a real hardcore Tom Clancy fan at this point. Imagine you just heard me slamming down my headphones. In a fucking rage. <laughs> Storming off. Can he fucking believe ask me on the fucking show? And then they're like, all oh, right, Tom, people that like Tom Clancy are the fucking normal human beings. Bastards. <laughs> is there any Tom Clancy book fans? Is that is that a thing? And, yeah, see, I've only person? I've met people who've like who've read some and they were like, yeah, don't. They bought it at an airport. That's yeah, <laughs> yeah, and they say yeah, they all say it's just like really boring, drawn out descriptions of equipment, like military equipment, planes, vehicle, you know, cars, guns, whatever. <laughs> like yeah, so it'd have to be have to be that. It'd have to be just like a really you know like the uh, the Star Trek technical manual. Like, Tom Clancy's technical manual. Yeah, but like somehow interactive in a really spurious way. Like there that, uh, go on, sorry. No, there hasn't been many recent Tom Clancy things, is there, really? I don't think. Yeah, I was going to say, there's plenty yeah. of them, but just the, the sort of Tom Clancy bits played down a bit, isn't it? I like, like, who, I like who, Abby sorry. Clancy's Crouch Rider. <laughs> <laughs> I, I heard that like Ubisoft owned the Tom Clancy name outright, and they can mm. stick it on it. Anything. <laughs> Ubisoft own Tom Clancy's name. Yeah, like for, yeah. in in the video game field, they own it outright and can put it on anything. He's not even called so, Tom Clancy anymore because yeah, he's in so breach they, of copyright. So they they could they could put it on Tom Clancy's Assassin's Creed Three if they wanted to. <laughs> Tom Clancy's name. Like, no, 
Tom Clancy's Raven. Ama- that would be amazing. Tom Clancy's, Tom Clancy's Raven Rabbids. Right, yeah, you got to plan every level before you do it. <laughs> yeah. No, I, lo- I did love Ghost Recon. I was terrible at it, but I loved Ghost Recon. Mm-hmm. And Rainbow well, Six even was good. A- yeah, even Rainbow Six Vegas, the first one, was really, really cool. I really enjoyed it, but then... Um, oh, I didn't like Vegas because that was in that period. Do you remember there was that period right at the kind of... It was kind of towards the start of the generation, wasn't it? Keep me right here. Yeah, yeah. It was, <laughs> it was towards the start of the... And everything looked... Like, I mean, everything looked exactly the same. Yeah, it was all Unreal Engine stuff, wasn't it? So. Yeah, everything looked... But everything was the same colour. And everything looked exactly the same, and it was all. And every game started with you as guys like in a helicopter, oh, or yeah, that's in a plane, on. all looking at each other. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That kind of yeah, thing. yeah. That was fucking horrific. That was terrible. Mm. What a terrible time. But do you remember the Rainbow Six games incorporated the the the, th- the thing with the, the headset mics where your lips moved as you spoke? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I just couldn't play Rainbow Six after that because you just fucking laugh so much at seeing <laughs> people's actual faces moving. As they Have spoke. you ever seen uh, that horrific video of the the child who's playing online and he's like shouting at his mum to get him some chocolate milk? Yeah. But someone's like filmed it. It's on, yeah, it's on uh, Rainbow Six, and like so, this this military soldier stood there and his little mouth moving away, going like, "Mom, <laughs> mom, get the chocolate milk." <laughs> oh, that's uh... awful. Right, yeah. next question. Or has anyone got? I don't think we even answered that. We didn't even answer the question. That's <laughs> often the way people yeah. expect it. Yeah, it's okay. fine. Um, Mr. John E, his final question by Luke Spink says, if a New World Order demanded that controllers had to remove one face button, which one would you take off? <laughs> well, I've got one for this. It's got to be the, the back stroke select button, surely. Because there's this trend in games at the moment that for some reason pisses me right off, that like both the, the back and the start button will both pause the game, but they'll access slightly different menus. <laughs> yeah, that's a And like... for some reason that winds me up. And it's never like a, like sometimes it's quite a clear split. Like one's like a system menu where it's like, here's where you save your game or you load it or you quit or whatever. And then one's like your inventory or something like that. But sometimes it's really not that simple and it's irritating. So yeah, I'm going to go with the, the back button. Mm. Anyone I, else? That's it, isn't it? Yeah. I, don't, I don't have an opinion, I need to be honest. You know I keep thinking one? like maybe we could drop some shoulder buttons, but then... Uh, it's not a face button, Andy. Yeah, that's what I was, that's what I was going Get it yeah. together, man. Yeah. That's, what, that's why it's called shoulder. Yeah. yeah. It's not face. Because as everyone knows, your shoulder is above <laughs> not, your face. Yeah, it's not, yeah there we go. <laughs> 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 next question. Um, next question. Oh, there's a big gap of people talking about the GMAs and no. offering their condolences. Thank um, you. But here we go. Um, K7E7Z says, what is the best Dynasty Warriors clone and the worst? So he doesn't mean Dynasty Warriors, he means clone. I don't, wait, how, are there many Dynasty Warriors clones? There's that one that I've got. Hang on, where is it? Down here somewhere. On the PS2. Here we go. Uh, Demon Chaos, which I've found a sealed copy of on eBay about two months ago. And I've been I've wanted to play it for years because it boasts the fact that you can have up to 65,000 enemies on screen at once. Uh, and I've, I've seen videos of it, and it does look pretty incredible. Uh, but I've never played it, so I can't really put that forward as an answer. Fucking hell. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> there's the 99 Nights games. The first one was a bit shit, if I remember right. I've not played the second, so I... I've, I've had a rental... I've, I've done the, the old love film trick, where I've rented a game from them, but I've had it here for about four months, so it's cost <laughs> me more than it would have to just buy it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Any, I can't think of anything else that's similar to Dynasty Warriors. Sengoku Basara's 
Oh yeah, 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 and that's that's really good. Yeah, but I can't really think of anything else beyond that. There was ninety nine nights, weren't there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, um, that, was, that wasn't very good. So what? What about that uh, the sequel to Kingdom Under Fire, which keeps raising its head every now and again on the PC and then oh, disappears? Because yeah. yeah. Kingdom Under Fire had a couple of really good ideas in it mm-hmm. and then disappeared. <laughs> Bla- I mean, Blade Storm. Blade Storm's really good. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Blade Storm. Yeah, that's but really that's, that's yeah, that's them though that made it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, no, they're just they're, they're masters of that genre. So you know, what can you do? What can you do? Uh, nothing. I, nothing. I remember. All you can do bit... is move on to the next question. That's all you can do. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, I remember getting a bit of a Dynasty Warriors vibe from uh, DC Universe Online. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Right? Kind of just wading into like loads of shit enemies and just whacking the shit out of them. It's good fun that, and yeah. you can play it for free now, which is probably do at some point. Yeah, should. Power Horse needs to return. Yeah. Um, same guy, K77Z, says, Favourite game of this generation? Mine is No More Heroes. I own three different versions with the fourth on its way. <laughs> Wait, hang on, I missed the first half of that question. What was it? Favourite game of this generation? Favourite game of this no generation? Oh, that's a bit of a big one, isn't it? Yeah, I can't answer that right now. I'm, I'm no, looking at my game collection and I'm drawing a blank. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Dark, Dark Souls. Demon, Demon Souls and Dark Souls as a as a. But package, if you had, if you had to pick one? If I had to pick one, I would pick Dark Souls. Dark Souls is the better yeah, is the better yeah, game, yeah. but you know that's a, that's a tough one though because Demon Souls, I suppose, is the is the kind of revolutionary one of the two. Yeah. I suppose so. It's a, that's tough, but it's what it's 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 those it's that it's that mm. I think <laughs> for me. Mm. I think mine's probably Bayonetta. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Uh, I can't think uh, of anything I've in, like enjoyed from start to finish more. There's been mm. a lot that I've enjoyed, but uh, Bayonetta. Just Blows them all out of the water when you pop side to side. <laughs> you punch God in the face at the end of it. You see, you say that, but you haven't finished Dragon's Dogma, so you know. Yeah, because actually, when you come over this weekend, can you walk me to the other side of the map so I can <laughs> complete that quest that I can't well, be right, bothered na- to do? Now that I've officially finished with Dragon's Dogma, what I can do is I can pick up all my port crystals and all my fairy stones, and I can send them to you, <laughs> so you can essentially build your own fast travel network like I did. However. They're not fucking cheap, right? So you have to promise you'll finish the game if I do that. <laughs> All right, that's well, real that's friendship, by the way. That's that a is. real kind of friendship thing. That's beautiful. I'm glad I literally went all over the world in Dragonstone. We're placing these port crystals down at like key locations, so then I could use these fairy stones and like transport them at any point. And uh, so I'll have to, I'll have to go around picking all them up and then send them over. You've got about ten hours. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it, man. Don't do it. Because he's never going to finish that game. You see, that's what I'm thinking, because d- he does this. If he, was right. going to finish it, he would, if he was going to finish it, he would have finished it. Yeah, he's a coward. And you've already, you know, you just, just don't do it. I don't want to put, I don't want to cause a division between the two of you. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you, your fairy stones, keep them. <laughs> Alright. The point is, that there's something like, I want to say similar at the end of Dragon's Dogma, but also not, but also weird and genius. I'm going to go for Dragon's Dogma for my favourite game of this generation. I was about to ask, are you going for Dragon's Dogma? I think I probably am going for Dragon's Dogma, because it's brilliant, but the reasons for it being brilliant are completely different by the end of your first playthrough, and then different again by the end of your second one. Uh, Okay. Um, And the final question for that guy, who would win in the survival horror fight, Barry Burton, James Sunderland, or Isaac Clarke? Barry Burton. 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 Yeah, that's not, that's not a question. You didn't need that answering. No. It's obviously yeah. not Sunderland. Like, <laughs> I mean, and Isaac Clark. Whatever, yeah. he's just a guy. Barry Burton, alone. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, but, that's, yeah, that's yeah but Barry Burton was like, he get, he get fucking taken out quite early in Resident Evil. It's true. 
I mean, you, I know, I know you might like the character, but you've got to, you've got to accept you've got to the, truth of the character. <laughs> you know what I mean? Every time I've played man through Resident Evil, really? every time I've played Resident <laughs> Evil One, he's made it back alive. <laughs> yeah, he's been yeah, in the true. helicopter at the end, stroking his magnum. <laughs> but that guy, for, that guy for dead space, right? He's, you know, he's he has backlights up. Does, yeah, that's true. That makes a difference. It doesn't have a beard, though. But he's a scientist by trade. He's not a, he's not a soldier. Yeah, but look at the weapons he's got, though. True. And he does get his eye stabbed by that machine. Yeah, but Barry Burton has this, as he says, in <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> right, next. Uh, Dave Hurricane says, something, something, sleeping dogs, question mark. Right, I, I know absolutely nothing about this game, Don't other than occasionally I... someone's like, oh, have you seen the new Sleeping Dogs footage? It looks like the best game ever. I get, apparently con- it's like I get a... confused. Sleeping dogs. And Watch Dogs. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and Watch Dogs. Yep, that's exactly, I couldn't even remember the name of it. Watch Dogs <laughs> is the one that everybody was amazed at at E3. Right? That's right, yeah. I think, isn't Sleeping Dogs... Uh, Sleeping Dogs like a kind of Hong Kong action film. Kind yeah, of it was yeah, it's a like a more focused game, Asian oh, GTA. Or Sleeping Dogs is going to be better, yeah. probably, because it suits <laughs> sooner. That's, yeah. that's, the way I, that's the way I measure it. I kinda, the better game will be the one that suits sooner, sooner because I can then later change my mind when the other game comes out. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we we know nothing about it other than apparently we should want it. Yeah, there yep. we go. Yeah. Phil Wall says best award in a video game. <laughs> best award in a video game. Uh, oh fuck! I assume he doesn't just mean like achievements. It's I assume he means something like specific to the game, like story wise or something. Uh... Well, you win a lot of stuff in God Hand. In God Hand, you kind of yeah. win a lot of things and a lot of trinkets yeah. fire out of people and stuff like that. And it's <laughs> yeah. the, and it's the best fighting game ever made. So, mm, so, so I think it's got to be, uh, uh, in terms of a particular award, I don't know. I don't know. I don't... It's a tough one, isn't it? Hmm. In Fable 2, you can have a statue made of you shitting your pants. Yeah, you can. I didn't even like Fable 2, but I did enjoy having a statue <laughs> of me shitting my pants outside my house. <laughs> so there's that. Uh, oh yeah, awards in games. Nah, drawing a blank, aside yeah. from statue of me nude. Well, not completely nude, but shitting my pants. In just my pants. <laughs> right, a statue of me nude shitting my pants. Fucking, you trying to dig yourself out of that hole was fucking. I want a statue. I want a statue of you digging yourself out of that hole outside your house where you said a nude guy was shitting his pants. Get that statue made. Yeah. That's right, Molyneux's finest moment. That. Yeah, Can you imagine being that design meeting when Molyneux goes, "I want to. I want the player to be able to make a statue." <laughs> Well, no, because that, that won't be how it happened, was it? Because it, all it does is it goes like, right, do a pose, and then I'll do a statue of you. And then there also happen to be a pose where you shit yourself. Yeah. It's a mer- or emergent probably, gameplay. Or he probably said in a meeting, he says, I want to really touch the soul <laughs> of the player of this game. And a guy said, we can't do that, but we can have him make a statue of him shitting his pants. Anyway, and yeah, that's, that's close We need seconds. to settle for that. Now fuck yeah. off and make a cube. <laughs> Uh, next question. Right, we're very fast approaching the end of these questions. Oh, wait, um, so we go with our own man puncher who says, what is the best hat in a video game? Uh, fuck. Um, there's some pretty mad ones in Demons and Dark Souls. If yeah, I remember right. There is. The giant, yeah. like, spoonhead one. <laughs> surely, it's pi- surely Pyramid Pyramid Head's Pyramid Head's hat. got it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm maybe doing the character an injustice to say he's wearing a he's, hat. He's got a nice hat. Yeah. He's... yeah. <laughs> so this terrifying character's hat, I think, is the best hat. That Pyramid hat he wears. What's his mm. name? Pyramid hat. 
Pyramid yeah. hat, I think, is the best. God, yeah, because it's, yeah, it's, it is his head, isn't it? He's on his pyramid head. Yeah, this is pyramid, pyramid heads. So that's not a hat. No. So what, but it does I would, look like I would a love guy to see him right? wearing a hat. You should be able to, in the next Silent Hill game, you should be able to get different hats that you can put you on a pyramid head. Pyramid head wearing a tricorn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to figure the most angular hat. <laughs> like, that short notice. <laughs> yeah, that was well done. I won't done. lie, a panic. That was really well done. Could you wear, like, a Sourster or a Daystalker or something? It was well worth all your all your kind of learning at school about historical. <laughs> here we go here. Historical people like fucking George Wellington. That's not even a guy, right? About Lord Admiral somebody who had one of the hats on, so that you can make a joke about pyramid hat, pyramid head later. This this is fucking this cognac's hitting me you now. This is keep going. This is why you should pay attention in school. To Killer what? Chris says, "Who is the strongest video game character you think you could take in a fight?" Uh, Earthworm Jim minus the super suit. <laughs> um, oh Jesus, that's a good question actually. Because mm. I have we, we we have we have all thought about this before. Let's be honest. <laughs> um, I think it's probably Emma for Metal Gear Two. She <laughs> <laughs> pushes herself and stuff. I think I think I could. Wait, probably... does she? Yeah, yeah, she yeah. Does. Oh no, she does. Yeah, I think yeah. I could probably. In the family. I, could, I could probably batter her. Yeah, I think. Mm. you'd feel quite bad about it though. Life yeah, or death. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> I suppose it would. Tingle. I tingle? Tingle. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Are we just picking on, well, like... What do you mean you don't know? What do you know about <laughs> Tingle? Well, I, you know, I've, I've never actually thought that he was physically weak. Ah, uh, yeah, but Tingle might be one of those kids at school that gets bullied all the time, and I might be the one who makes him snap, and he just fucking shanks me over and over again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those red cheeks is that's just his rage, like, yeah, boiling up. Yeah, he's brewing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, not Tingle, man. Right, uh, who was the wee guy? Actually, it's all it's all Metal Gear people. That who? What was the name of the wee lassie and Metal Gear Four? Who? who is it just, to just little girls? Eggs? Is that your? Oh <laughs> yeah, I know, I know what you mean. Just... I could batter her. What as about, well. what about Oracle, and man? and Naomi as well in Metal Gear Four because she had cancer. <laughs> Basically, a character in a game has to have cancer before I think I can batter them. <laughs> you sure? Well, I reckon all of us could probably take on Otacon in a fight. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, because I, I've got one of the, the Metal Gear Solid kind of books, the kind of backstory books, and actually Solid mm. Snake only works with people if they can if they can beat him up. Oh, right. So Otacon right. must have beat him up at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Uh, Professor Layton's sidekick, little boy. Yeah. So basically children is what we're yeah, saying. Yeah. Children, basically, women. basically children and a worm is uh, <laughs> what we've came up with. And homosexual fairies. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was, yeah, that was you that said that. That wasn't yeah, me. Sorry about that. That was Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. All right. Well, please. <laughs> moving, moving on from that. Coruscant yeah. says, "What's the best representation of death in a video game?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, what? Oh. Gauntlet. Gauntlet's death is surely death, and Gauntlet is is death, isn't he? I mean, he's like that's proper death, the scariest death that you can see. I mean, I I, I think. You can talk about great death scenes in games, you can talk about great game over scenes, but in terms of like just death as a concept within a game, then death and gauntlet is the is the ultimate ultimate thing. You come close to that guy, your life just saps away, he's terrifying. You try and you know you know that thing you play gauntlet and death comes and you try and like block the other guy so he gets caught by him, you just start to <laughs> fling people in front of him and stuff. That's that's that it's never been that's never been beat. That's death in games. Hmm. That's a better answer than I had. I, I was going to say, like, in Left 4 Dead, when when someone does get dropped and there's nothing you can do to help them and you just have yeah. to leave them. Yeah. 
That's pretty. That, awful. That's the that's that's the worst. <laughs> you say it's the worst, but part of your head's going, "This is brilliant. This is like a real zombie survival thing. <laughs> this is fun as heck." Like, and, yeah. and also on the other side, there's nothing. Even though you don't get the points, that there have been a few amazing times where you're the person who has to make the, you know, glorious last stand to make sure that your team gets away. Like uh, playing Left 4 Dead and being on the hospital roof and just having to go, go without <laughs> me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't really have anything that beats either of them. There's an argument as well that in uh, Demons and Dark Souls, death mm-hmm. is death is a lovely thing because when you die in that, you lose your souls. But there's also like, you know, like as we live our lives, we have we know that death is coming and we know it's inevitable. Like like you know it's inevitable in Dark Souls. But you also have a wee bit of hope that there might be something. Mm. There might be something. And I think that happens in Dark Souls. You die and you lose all your souls, but you think, I might be able to get back there and get them. I might be able yeah. to reclaim my souls. But most times you don't. Most times you don't do it. And there's just nothing. <laughs> it's just oblivion. Yeah, I think about death a lot after playing Dark Souls yeah. too much, too long, even. That, that happens. Right. Creed Fangle says, why aren't there any decent games with dinosaurs anymore? It's all sport and war boners. <laughs> It's all, it's all uh, sport and war boners. War yeah. boners, yeah. It's, it's a word. Um, <laughs> it is one word, isn't it? It's not two. It's yeah, it's one word. word. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's that one that came out on Steam that's meant to be all right, isn't it? It's like the multiplayer sort of wave-based thing against dinosaurs. And you shoot dinosaurs with guns and flamethrowers and that. Yeah, that's meant to be okay. But it's no, no Torok, is it? No. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but what is... But then even like uh, even Telltale couldn't get it right when they did the Jurassic Park oh, game. Yeah, it, was it was somehow shite. loads worse than anything else they've ever made. Yeah, and that's really weird because if they basically just made it like the Walking Dead game, but with dinosaurs in it. Apparently, even it, their their Back to the Future games are pretty good. Yeah, Back so, to the Future. I don't know. I don't know what happened. You know how when you you know when you make a game about a war, right? You make a game mm-hmm. about like you know that there's still some people that are quite sensitive about making like World War Two games or something because they kind of go, wait a minute, this is something that happened, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. kind of you know there was real people and real people died in the conflicts and stuff. Mm-hmm. Making a game about dinosaurs is kind of quite tasteless when you think about it because this is like <laughs> you know I mean there was all these beautiful creatures that roamed Earth and then like some some incredible crisis happened. I wish I hadn't said that. I've ruined it. I said some Incredible <laughs> Crisis, and now I'm thinking about the PlayStation game Incredible Crisis. Yeah, some Japanese right, bloke some, in a suit some, running away yeah, from a dinosaur. Fucked, <laughs> um, but some terrible thing happened, some disaster happened, and they were wiped out. I mean, this is like a fucking horrible thing. They were wiped out. They were replaced by fucking us, right? Us, which is like, a, you know, it's even a worse thing for, for Earth, <laughs> right? That they were replaced by us. And and she wants us to make games about them. She wants us to make games where we what uh, as, as the suggestion that we we play games where we kill them, where we kill them again. That's better out. than <laughs> is that better than war boners? That to me is the very definition of war boners. <laughs> it's worth pointing out Creed Fangirl isn't actually a girl. It's our friend Dan. <laughs> <laughs> he calls himself Creed Fangirl on Twitter. Um, someone should do like a okay. So say. There was a crossover point between humans and dinosaurs. We know that wasn't the case, but if there was, someone should do like a survival sim. Didn't fucking about... Molyneux have that plan? BC. Oh right, shit. Yeah, he did. Well, eh? Yeah, and it d- didn't happen. Official. I'm as clever as Peter Molyneux. There you go. Uh, well, that's then. a shame that didn't happen. But yeah, someone should do it. Yeah, it should be. It should be set in like the end times of the dinosaurs. You should never make a game about any any type of creature that's ever died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that works. Uh, next question. It's the final question. Oh, shit. 2 plus 2 is Joe says, yeah. if you were making a mid-90s mascot game, what would your mascot be? 
Now, I was thinking about this earlier, and the mid-90s was a bad time for it, because it wasn't like Sonic and stuff. It's when, like, the PS1 came out, and there was fucking loads of them, like yeah, Clock yeah, yeah. and Spyro and the Jersey hey, fucking hey, Devil. Sp- and... Spyro had some good games, but then you also had Gex. Gex. <laughs> Deep cover Gecko. <laughs> Remember when we did that podcast episode where it turned into like about half an hour talking about people who'd voiced Gex? Yeah, it was good. That was, good that was a good episode. show. That's <laughs> just why we didn't get a GMA nod. Yeah. Uh, no, I think that's why we got nominated by people. Uh, maybe. Still um, listen to the Gex episode. So what would what mine be? Mine would be um I know. Like what? I mean, just what do you have the criteria? Are? Does it have to be? Is it basically it's just an animal with like a real life profession? Yeah. Is that basically? It's not uh, difficult. Why can't why can't any of us answer that? Because it's I don't know. Because we lived through it. I think that's the reason why we can't yeah. answer it. We we lived through it. We we opened up magazines yeah. every month and we saw that there was some new creature had been given a fucking jacket. Yeah. Um, De- desperately <laughs> trying was, to top marriage. Yeah, was, was hailed as the, as, as the next big thing. So we can't do it. We've we've seen Zool and we've seen all these fucking things. And see see just having a game where a guy's name is John. That's exciting to me. <laughs> <laughs> because I've been through that fucking Bubsy the Bobcat and all that. Just give me a guy called Gordon something and just <laughs> give him a fucking knife and that'll do me. <laughs> yeah, That's it, yeah, Gordon the knife would be it. Oh, what, he is a knife? Called... Yeah, that's it. He's no, no, a no, knife, no, no, no. You're trying to do a rare on it. You're trying to stick some eyes on a knife and call yeah, this guy Gordon. Say, yeah, put, give no, him I'm a saying just shades. a normal guy called Gordon who has a knife. He doesn't even carry the knife. I mean, the knife's in his drawer. He doesn't even take it out. He's just a guy. <laughs> they should do a game where you play as a knife but you, you can't even do anything you just have to like hope that you get picked up and used <laughs> you need to try and end you, ha- you have to yeah. into Peter Molyneux haven't you <laughs> you what sorry have you I been, have yeah. turned into Peter Molyneux <laughs> over the course of this podcast is he dead have you, has he spirit possessed you someone look on the internet <laughs> is he an animal is Molyneux an animal that we can possess <laughs> <laughs> oh god right I think that's, I think that's it we're done is it, t- is it time we ended this <laughs> Yeah, That's all that the was questions. Ni- that was nice. I enjoyed that. That was fun. I enjoyed it as well. And it's a it's a comfortable length. It's not one of the awful like two hour plus ones. So that's right. a, that's uh, a bonus. Is there sometimes does that sometimes happen? Does sometimes happen and it's awful for everyone mm. involved. <laughs> yeah, from you from get the like regular upwards. listeners just like, yeah, look, I'm not doing that. I'm not <laughs> I'm not yeah, I haven't got yeah. two and a half hours for you every week. Which is fair enough. Right. But thank you for coming. Yeah, up. thanks for it's been amazing. Yeah, it was a delight. Thanks so much, and I enjoy, I enjoy the stuff that you do. So, so um, thank it you. was a pleasure to to come on, and it was a, an absolute. I just want to go on record and say that it was an absolute fucking joke that you never get nominated for that thing. <laughs> thank you, um, and thanks to everyone else who's told us that today. By the way, because <laughs> there have been quite a few of you, and it's been probably better than actually getting the award. To be honest, because yeah. like we're just going to stand outside now on the night. <laughs> you, you don't have to go into that room with all the people who fucking hate each other. Think about that. Everybody in yeah. there hates each other and envies each other. So so you're better off. You're better off just being alone in your room. Yeah. Wicked. Right. Um, there isn't going to be an episode for like a couple, well, possibly like three weeks because I'm moving house and I forgot to do the clever thing where your broadband switches over the day your phone line goes active. Yeah, because no, I'm a genius. Um, I would tell that whole story, but it's really boring. I've heard it. All I'll say is, <laughs> if you're ordering a phone line at a new house, phone them up. Don't just do it over the fucking internet and assume it'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we'll we'll be out of action for a few weeks. All that I have to say is, when you move to your new house, do not yeah. get any kind of pet that you think could kill you. 
right? Uh, well, my girlfriend's bringing a rabbit. Yeah. As in an actual rabbit, and not... That, right, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you saved me having to go there. <laughs> right. But imagine if someone possessed one of those and killed you. It'd be fucking God. horrific. Well, hang on, what would it do? Would it just, like, beat you to death around the face, or would it, like, enter you? It would stab you in the eye <laughs> and one of your you? nostrils. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell! Jesus, don't you use your fucking Fifty Shades of Grey? <laughs> fucking enter you? Stuff. Jesus well, Christ, I thought penetrate was a bit, you know, graphic. You surely stick it up you as less graphic. Stick it, yeah. Than enter. Enter's like a bit kind of Lady Chatterley kind of. <laughs> kind of thing. I don't, I don't, I don't like that. <sighs> and on Let's that bombshell, stop talking about how a dildo might kill us. Yeah. That's Good night, everyone. Sweet dreams. Cheers, folks. Bye. Bye.